Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Retirement Tips Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Eric Rodriguez with Wealth Builders. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about Wealth Builders. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so Wealth Builders is a virtual fee-only wealth management company, and we focus on comprehensive financial planning and investment management. So now, how'd you get into this line of work? Well, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Um, I grew up in a household where you know money was always uh, an emotional topic, and it caused a lot of pain. And you know, I wasn't ever taught basic financial fundamentals or or, or how to build wealth. So um, it led me to a career here in financial services. And, and that's, um, that was my initial motivation is I just wanted to learn about personal finance and, and be an expert. So now in your work, do you target a certain group of people? Do you serve a certain group of people or are you kind of open for business for anybody? <laughs> um, yeah, so I tend to work with um, mid-career executives. So um, I think my average age client is about 41. And everywhere around there. And then, are they have they ever used a financial advisor before? Are you the first, or are they moving from somebody to you? That's a great question. It's it's uh, it's a mixed bag, if you will. I think there about half of my clients have come from another an advisor, and then the other half were trying to do it themselves, and eventually thought it made sense for them to hire a, a financial planner like myself. So it's, it's a, it's a mixed bag. Now, um, part of, <clears throat> part of your work, I would imagine is helping them set themselves up for a successful retirement. Is that usually one of the main drivers of why they're kind of investing in a financial advisor? Yes, that's a, that's a big part of it, but, um, you know, retirement, obviously tackling many aspects, investments, tax, uh, cash flow, et cetera. So it is a huge part of the financial planning process for, for my clients. So now are you seeing when you're talking with them, is it kind of, um, everybody's on their own adventure and they all have different kind of objectives or is it kind of there's certain foundational building blocks that you have to work with no matter who it is really that you're talking with? Well, I'll answer that in two parts. So at the beginning, you know, one of the things that I like to do is I host what's called a financial clarity session. And I want to get a sense of, you know, what are their short-term, mid-term, long-term goals? What kind of lifestyle do they want at retirement? Because what I find is that everybody just has a different strategy in mind. They have a different lifestyle they want to live. So once we can determine the lifestyle that they want and we, and we get some financial clarity on their goals, then we can go into the more traditional financial planning and plan their retirement around their ideal 
financial life. So now when you're doing that kind of work and you're kind of getting to their big why uh, behind, you know, what's driving them and what kind of outcome they desire, does anything kind of ever bubble up where it goes off into a way that maybe they didn't anticipate? Like maybe they thought, oh, well, I want to go out and live on on the beach and that's going to be my life, play golf every day. And then, you know, you work with them and then it comes time to do that and they realize, hey, this isn't what I thought it would be and, and they got to make some adjustments. Yes. And that happens a lot. What I find typically too, is with a lot of my clients, even if they have the the means to retire at 65, for example, a lot of them choose not to retire uh, because they want to continue working. They, they, a lot, a lot of my clients choose to maybe like start businesses or do some form of consulting or um, do something that they're really passionate about. And they, they just want to continue staying active and doing things. So I think that's a big change because once, you know, once they get into that retirement red zone, which I call it's like 10 years before your, their quote unquote official retirement date. Um, it's usually planned around. Yeah. They want to, you know, buy the beach house or play golf every day or, you know, move to a different state, et cetera. But once they actually, once the rubber meets the road, if you will, oftentimes what I see is they, they do change their course and they want to completely just um, continue, you know, staying active and doing things versus just, know, the traditional retirement. So when you have kind of that knowledge ahead of time, is that something you just kind of let organically uh, have your clients kind of self-discover that? Or do you kind of warn them that, hey, that sounds good, but, you know, every day you got to do something. And if you're, you know, like if you ate, if you like cake and you eat cake every day, you might get sick of cake after a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I I think uh, too much of something is not, is not good for you. I think uh, I usually try to let it happen organically, but really what I try to do is, is drive the conversation so that clients can ultimately make their own decisions. I can give my general feedback and recommendations, but what I, what I like to do is, you know, we, when we create financial plans, we, we do the plans together uh, as a team. And so I might provide some ideas, some recommendations, but ultimately that the client is going to be the the final decision maker. Yeah, uh, obviously that has to be the case in order for them to really kind of sign. They got to live it, not you. But um, when you're yeah. working with them, I, this to me is a big, um, I just don't know if people think about this in the planning stages on the fact that once you retire, whatever that is, if you flip a switch and you used to work somewhere and now you don't, at some point, you're going to care about your legacy, the impact you're making, you know, what kind of world you're leaving behind. And I would think that the bigger your why is, the more successful your retirement's going to be because it's going to be hard to just be kind of self-indulgent, you know, for decades. Absolutely. And that's a big part of the planning process is, you know, understanding what, where do they want their assets to transfer to and how many trusts do they have or what's the, what's the strategy for all of the assets that they have and do they want to contribute to any charitable foundations or their church and what have you? Um, these are all conversations that are so important and, um, and, and, and it's a constant conversation too that I'm having with clients, you know, every year where, you know, there's something new that bubbles up that they want to communicate about and 
set them, set themselves up in their family legacy so that they can have peace of mind to, um, you know, live their life and not have to worry about it. Well, as, as part of your legacy, you've decided to write a book. Can you talk about uh, what compelled you to write your new book? Absolutely. Yes. I'm very excited about the book. Um, it's called Retire on Your Terms, and the retire is an acronym. So it's called Retire on Your Terms, Six Steps to, to Build Your Wealth. And it goes back to how I grew up, you know, and not having basic financial literacy. And so again, that drove me to the financial services industry. But, you know, I've been in the financial services industry for 16, a little over 16 years. Um, But initially, my experience had me questioning whether advisors were really looking out for their clients or for their own wallets. And so what inspired me to write the book is there are tens of thousands of people who I call financial predators are out to sell as many high fee uh, insurance and investment products as possible. So the motivation is typically large commissions and not your best interest. So I was inspired to help people avoid financial mistakes. And I wrote this book to give you a manual to use so that when you're doing your own vetting, maybe you're doing your own financial plan or your own fact checking, you can have um, a fiduciary uh, and certified financial planner perspective um, to give you a, a an unbiased opinion. So let's talk a little bit about that and unpack that. Um, explain what that means, fiduciary, and why that's so important from the client standpoint. Yeah, so it's interesting in America today, if you're a doctor, you have to take a fiduciary oath with your patients. You have to legally do what's in your best interest. Same if you're a a lawyer, but yet in the financial services industry, there are many advisors that are not upheld to that standard of care. Uh, An advisor does not have to recommend something that is in your best interest, which sounds uh, pretty ridiculous. Uh, They just have to recommend what is suitable at the time of the sale. So just because an investment product is suitable for you, at this moment in time, it doesn't necessarily mean it's in your best interest. So there's a a very small percentage of advisors out there that are called fiduciaries. And what we do is we take the oath to uh, put your, your, your life, your goals, um, your best interest before ours. And we're legally bound um, to do what's in your best interest. And then the majority though, uh, the kind of the threshold is suitable. Yes, I would say, you know, I don't have the actual stat, but I would say, you know, well over three quarters of advisors in America today, and there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of advisors um, are are working with the suitability standard of care with clients versus the fiduciary. Now, is there any clues or that uh, a client can know if their if their advisor has that suitability uh, standard as opposed to fiduciary? Like, I would imagine if you're fiduciary, you're going loud and proud about that. You're telling the world. That's absolutely right. I think a fiduciary. What you're going to find is you're going to find that they're going to be more transparent with how they get compensated. So, for example, uh, with me, I'm a fee only advisor. So I only get paid by clients directly. I don't receive commissions to sell certain financial products. I don't get kickbacks from other companies. 
Uh, it's clear, it's transparent, and the client um, gets gets billed directly. Um, you know, uh, or we bill the client directly, um, just like you, how you would pay a lawyer or like an accountant to do your taxes. Um, versus somebody that may be on the suitability side, they're probably working more off a commission base. So they're getting um, uh, commissions for selling mutual funds or annuities or life insurance or what have you. And, and that's how they get paid. And not necessarily saying that that is bad, uh, but I just think there's, a, there's um, a lot of bad apples out there that have kind of spoiled it for the bunch. Uh, and, and they've taken advantage of a lot of people um, you know, with, with that standard of care versus the fiduciary. So now how does it work when they say, oh, I only get like 1% of the assets that I'm under management? Like, does that mean it's fiduciary or does that mean it's uh, using the suitability standard? Yeah, that's a great question. It's it's typically fiduciary because that's you're working like on a fee-only capacity. So you're, you might be getting 1% of the assets that you manage. However, it's, um, you know, you, have, you share in the gains and you share in the losses. So an advisor that's charging 1% on assets you know, if the market tanks, you know, their 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 1% is, is tied to the client's account um, versus somebody that is on a commission base, you know, there, there really no is, they really, there really is no vested interest to keep a long-term relationship um, because you might sell a product that gives you a huge commission and you can't sell anything to that client for, you know, 10 or 15 years. So if the market tanks, you, it's really no, you know, no, no skin off your back because you've already got your, your compensation, you got paid, um, uh, you know, and unfortunately that's how the industry works today versus somebody that's a fee only advisor, you know, they're going to stay engaged typically through the entire process because, you know, they, they only get paid if clients stay on the books and if they provide great service. Right. And that, that way their incentives are aligned. Exactly. Exactly. So now um, in the book, you kind of walk them through some of that because that to me is a big thing. And I don't think a lot of people are uh, knowledgeable enough to discern which is which when they're dealing with an advisor, because I don't think advisors are going out of their way to if they are, you know, using the suitability standard, they're not going out of their way to to let them know that there's a lack of transparency there. Do you feel that way as well? I 100% do 100%. And, you know, that was, that, again, that was a big reason why I decided to, to write the book is because I wanted people to have a second opinion. Even if we can't work together directly, I wanted to be able to give you this, this manual so that if you are getting pitched a product or you are getting, you are in the process with what I call one of these financial predators who might be a nice person, but it's going to give you, um, some really good information and data that you can use to ask the right questions. And I even have in the book, you know, the 10 questions you should ask before hiring an advisor. And one of those questions is how do you get paid and are you a fiduciary or not? And I think some of these questions can really um, save families a lot of heartache and financial, um, uh, save them some financial anxiety, you know, down the road. Right. Because one of the kind of, um, repercussions if they are kind of commission bases there those fees are going to eat away at your returns and um you know every percent it starts adding up you start compounding that over 20 30 years and that's a big chunk of returns you might have had if it had if you had a different relationship 
That's absolutely right. So now, um, how does somebody get a hold of the book? Yeah, so you can find me on Amazon. So you can you can uh, uh, put in the title of the book. So it's Retire on Your Terms, Six Steps to Build Your Wealth. Um, you can also search me, Eric Rodriguez, uh, CFP, which stands for Certified Financial Planner. That would be the easiest way. Um, or you can just go to my website, www.wealthbeasinboyllc.com. And then on your website, there's a lot of resources, right? Not uh, obviously the books there, but you also have a blog and, and you have a lot of thought leadership about your services and uh, kind of financial advising in general, right? Yes, there's a, there's a blog and also a link to a financial literacy podcast I have. It's called the Avocado Toast Podcast. It's more tailored for uh, Henry's, the acronym for high earners, but you're not rich yet, <laughs> and, uh, and and millennials. So um, uh, we're, we're doing our best to also be really active on, on social media, you know, whether that be on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you, you can find me there too. And there, there's a lot of links there. And, uh, you know, like they say, when it comes to wealth building, if you're a young person, uh, the best time to start, it was 20 years ago. And, uh, the next best time is today. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want to, you want to use the, the power of compounding interest to your advantage. So the that, sooner you can start, the, the better you're going to be off. <laughs> that's right. That's a lesson. It seems like you're not making any progress, but believe me, that thing works every time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so funny. I was talking to a friend of mine about this and just, you know, just an extra hundred dollars a month into a, a retirement account will make such a difference 10, 15 years down the road. Right. But you know, delaying gratification is not a superpower of many young people. <laughs> it's not, it's not. And that's a big reason why a lot of millennials are struggling right now. So I'm hoping to, hoping to instill, instill some knowledge and, and provide some good information so that folks can, can take advantage of their wealth building years. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's always important to have good advisors on your side because, um, you need people to protect you from yourself and to, you know, to just instill those kind of habits and practices that, you know, can work in the background while you're doing what you do. Let the experts, you know, do the stuff that they need to do to help you. And, um, it's, it's hard to find the right, uh, partners. And it sounds like you're doing some good work. Eric. Congratulations. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and that's, that's a big reason why I wrote the book too, because I, I didn't want the book to be this, you know, intimidating 400 plus page encyclopedia of financial terms or like a book about how billionaires invest. Cause I would, I'm going to go on a whim here, but I think, you know, 99.9% of, of, of us are not billionaires. <laughs> so I wanted to design the book so that anybody can read it. It's, it's consumable. It's quick. It's, you know, everyone's super busy in your life. Um, you know, so it's, it's short, sweet, straightforward to the point, And it's a guide to help you implement strategies to help you start uh, building wealth. And if you already have some stuff, then we'll help you protect it. Good stuff. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. And one more time, the website. Yeah, the website is www.wealthbllc.com. 
All right. Eric Rodriguez, thank you so much for sharing your story. And uh, we appreciate the work you're doing to serve your clients and the folks out there. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Retirement Tips Radio. Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. Dot com.